Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to episode 104 of the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. I am excited about today's episode because we are going to break down our thoughts on the new Mortal Kombat movie available to watch right now on HBO Max or in theaters if you like to live dangerously. If you're an idiot. idiot. Uh, I am joined by my friend, co-host, hetero life mate, Brandon Green. Hi, Brandon. Why am I your co-host? Because I I started talking first. How it works. Could you, how could you rephrase it to make me seem not as minute as that made me feel? Okay. Um, I am joined by the host, <laughs> Brandon Green. Well, again, I, I am thankful that he has invited me onto his podcast. It's great to have you here and it's great to be introed. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, very welcome. Uh, Brandon. So, so yeah, hey everybody. Hope you are well. Wow, uh, it's been a few weeks, yeah. and that's because we were like, we really need something to draw us out of our little mini hibernation, and it needs to be something big, big good, big bad. I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out. But Mortal Kombat was pretty big. Um, it was big and bloody. Do you remember when they announced this movie? I was like, really? In 2021, we're gonna do Mortal Kombat again? Well, it it makes sense if you think about it, because they could film the entire time during the pandemic because everybody on set is already wearing a mask. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> think about it. <laughs> yeah, that, well, most everybody. Sub-Zero, Scorpion, they all have masks. They were way ahead of the time. Uh, spoiler effect, I guess, you know, if, you've, if you're like us, we know you've already seen it at least once. Um, not a whole lot to spoil, if being honest, I don't think anyways. No, I Turns mean, there's, out, no, there's literally no surprises and no twists in this movie. Turns out good guys win. But how, how we got there, there is uh, a few key details and whatnot. I feel like we're uh, going to do this in, you know, a nice, tight little package. Brendan, mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like something's missing. We need the fake sponsor. Yeah. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, mm-hmm. I was pervy. Privy? Pervy? Pervy's when Pervy like, is totally different than privy. Okay. Okay. So I was privy. Okay. I'll be I privy. was privy. Yeah. But separate separate issues. I was privy to uh, get a, a little bit of an advanced screen, if you will, on this. Uh, I'm going to let you tell the, the folks about it as you're finding about it uh, in real time with them. Would you mind? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm just, reading this. I'll, I'll read this yeah, right live. I haven't seen it. 67 uh, and parcel three. Okay. So I'll read this, uh, I'll live read this. Hey buddy, the year is 2052 and Polly Shore is 89 years old. He is dying at an agonizing pace, likely not to last more than a few weeks. There's no weaseling his way out of the Reaper's sweet embrace as he prepares to lay his lights down low and take his final bow. He begins to look back at his life of accomplishments. MTV VJ, Son-in-Law, Biodome, In the Army Now, Encino Man, and then 40 Years of Obscurity. All that is nice, but it means nothing compared to Vermont Fall Festival Half Marathon. What does his life really mean without finishing the one race that has eluded him 
all these 89 years and would finally cement him as a worthy D-list celebrity. Despite his own physical limitations, advice from his hospice workers, and pleas from his family and friends, he decides to enter. What will be slower, his pace or his death? Tune in to find out. It's slowly but surely <laughs> a 12-part docu-pod series. Av available where? <laughs> SoundCloud? iTunes, yeah. Stitcher, yeah, wherever you can find find wherever you found us, you can find slowly but surely. Now that's surely s h o r e dash l y. So after you're done listening to this episode, go check out uh, slowly but surely. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. Was thanks, Polly Shore for for uh, dying sponsoring the podcast us. and being 89. Yeah. You know, he's 52 years old right now. When do you think he taps out? I don't know, 56. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of tapping out, and let's death. talk about a movie about fighting. That was a pretty Mortal good segue. I'm, gonna be, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, it was one of the best that you've done today. <laughs> it is by I, far the best today. I, I for sure wanted to like it. But I for sure told myself it's a video game movie, the third attempt of which for this franchise, um, it had been what, what, 94, 95 when the first one came out, then like 96 or 97 when Annihilation came out. So well, honestly, and there was a there was a, a web series that actually was pretty popular, apparently, or I guess got decent reviews, I should say. I don't know if it was very popular. Yeah, um, I've seen animated feature here or there. Oh, yeah, but and then I, they had a lot of animated stuff and comics. Mm hmm. You know, at first, this movie, when, you know, HBO uh, let us know that it was going to be Warner Brothers, let us know that they were going to be releasing it and it was coming through HBO. It looked fan made, you know, when it's like, oh, just good enough to be like, oh, this could be something. But as it goes on and this felt fan made at points. And really? I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, oh, it like a lot of fan service. It had a lot of Easter eggs. It had a lot of you know, references to anyone who's played Mortal Kombat, especially in its original two entries back in the early 90s would be like, oh, I remember that. I didn't think this was by any means a good movie. In fact, it was pretty bad at points. I thought it finished pretty strong. I thought it ended pretty, those are the same thing. I thought it started <laughs> pretty strong. I thought it finished pretty strong. And then it just felt like a goofy, foul-mouthed, Saturday morning cartoon in between for me. Hmm. Okay. I can see that. All, actually. In all, all in all, it wasn't bad. I'm not going to be watching it again anytime soon. And of course we'll break open all the details, but I just want to get my overall thoughts, big picture, and then work small. Um, if yeah. that's okay. And it is since I've already started doing it. Um, well, I'll give my overall thoughts. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I thought you were going to say that. Well, I think you know, you know how uh, I am very open with the fact that your sexuality my, with my sexuality. Yeah. I'm just like, come, come take a guess, you know, and I'll tell so you, come take a stab at it. <laughs> so I, I am very open with the fact that if I have high expectations for a movie, it will impact no matter how good it is, it will impact my thoughts on it. When I watch it, if yeah, I have low, ex if I have, yeah, exactly. If I have low expectations, it's going to do the opposite. So would you just have low expectations for every movie? Well, that would be great. 
Um, but sometimes you can't separate yourself from your knowledge of, right? Like if they were to do like a God of War movie, you'd be like, oh, they have to get this right, right? Or um, Last of Us, movie. or the last, yeah, exactly, something like that, where I know maybe a source material is incredible, right? And I think that in this case, the Mortal Co- the first Mortal Kombat movie, though not a great movie, was entertaining and was as a kid what I wanted. The second movie, even as an ignorant kid not knowing anything about movie making, I knew that that was a horrible steaming pile of a movie. Um, And so, and then, you know, nothing real good has come of Mortal Kombat since. And so when I saw that this trailer, or actually I should say when I first heard they were making this movie, I didn't expect much. When I saw the trailer, the trailer was almost laughable with some of the things that were in it. Like, decent decent visuals right sub-zero froze the blood in the air and then stabbed him with it like okay cool that's a cool idea but it doesn't make a good movie and so when it came down to it i was expecting to be very disappointed what i got though was a movie that towed the line pretty well of being just as serious as i want it to be but also recognizing how ridiculous the source material is and allowing itself to play into that a little bit. Like not being so stupid that it's campy, but not being so serious that it doesn't allow itself to be campy when it needs to for a little bit of humor um, or, or, or a little bit of uh, Easter eggs of the original game. And on top of that, so my, my brother and sister-in-law were in town and my brother-in-law and me were like really wanting to watch it. And we kept pushing our wives to watch it and they were like not having it. Sooner or later they gave in, they, they all watched it. And it was sort of like a geek out fest with my brother-in-law and I, because every time a new character, which we'd show up, we'd be like, oh, is that Melina? I think that's Melina. Or like whenever they'd say a line from the movie, we'd just kind of like look at each other and chuckle. And for those reasons, it kind of was exactly what I wanted out of this movie. Um, I didn't expect, it was better than I expected. Let's put it that way. And I know we can get into the details about how, why we think of what of each, but overall I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. I I just feel horribly, not horribly is not the right term. I just feel very neutral about this movie. There's some things that had me, you know, engaged, you know, I thought it was actually a weird choice that a few days before they put the opening scene online when I actually thought that was the, in retrospect, probably the best part of the movie, especially when he lets loose with his uh, spear his makeshift spear. Yeah, I saw uh, they did that. I purposely didn't watch it. I did. And then I was like, oh, cool. If this is any indication, um, there's a lot for me to like in store. And I actually thought like everything was just kind of a, a lesser than as far mm. as scenes. I felt like the movie tonally was all over the place. You know, I realized that they're trying to get the lore and, you know, basically create a story pseudo loosely with a new character introduced just for the movie and then you know i felt like they actually took some of the best parts of like the cut scenes which explain the you know the story of like the tournament and the realms and uh raiden um from like say the games of 10 and 11 yeah but i just thought tonally it was all over the place i it was thought did a really good job of um trying to show you enough characters because obviously how many games have there been? How many years of game years of the games have there been? There's like a huge pool of characters to choose from. So 
you don't want it to just be like the the X-Men mutants do, where it's just like, oh, there's that person, that person, and then they don't even get a, a mention by name or yet to do, show any of their profile or do anything cool. So I felt like they had a pretty wide net of Mortal Kombat characters, both mm-hmm. good and um, from different, you know, years and with different fan bases. And then those that didn't make it on screen, just little Easter eggs. I thought that was pretty neat. Like, um, I didn't, I'm not saying I went online and checked out though. I know there's plenty of like, just explain it to you, show you, uh, YouTube videos and websites, but I saw like Nighthawk. I saw, um, total. Yeah. They show him, uh, like a picture of him from a newspaper clipping or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, Kotalkan. Yeah. They mentioned Boraicho, you know, like the drunken master. So I thought they, they, you know, for a game that's character based, they tried to represent that well in the movie. And I thought they did well for the most part. Some characters felt really flat and just like such an intentional representation of their video game character on screen. Yeah. Sometimes, no, you can express it a little differently. Like Kano didn't have to have like the metal piece over his eye. So I thought that was cool. But like they made Liu Kang look just, try to look, make him just look like from his MK3. And like, I'm sorry, but can we freaking retire the bicycle kick from movies? It looks stupid. It does. <laughs> Like you can't tell me that looks cool anymore. It's like, no, no, it's, it's an old, old thing. Um, all that to say characters, largely a, a point of like, you know, of like for me. Yeah. I thought the one character that we were probably supposed to care about at least sucked the, the age fighter who's not, you know, uh, not even in the game in the games. Yeah. So he was bland as shit. And then when he gets his arcane arcana powers, he's just like, cool, I have armor and tonfas or whatever you call those things. Like, yeah, he, he looked he, like he, a bad Aquaman. You notice, so, so he turned into, yeah, he looked like Aquaman, but his powers were like the suit of, of Black Panther. Yeah. Where he can absorb damage and then hit it back. So I had a gripe with him too. He wasn't, he wasn't a good central character to focus on. He was vanilla. And um, I thought it was weird to focus the main character as a character that doesn't exist in the games. Maybe he will going forward, and that's the plan. But he was not exciting. He was not fun. Well, um, dude, he's fighting for his family. No one's ever done that before in the history of <laughs> I know. motivations. And I, Yeah, I mean, I didn't mm, – yeah, it, it, was, it was very flat. I didn't mind it because – but it was flat. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't anything unique. The, the story moved on in spite of him. I feel like not yeah. because of. That's a good point. I I like, I like the way that they did represent characters like Scorp- Scorpion and Sub Zero. They could do an entire movie on those two. And well, they're like, the Ken and Ryu of Mortal Kombat. Like everyone oh. else can be your favorite, but the consensus most popular is always going to be those two. And I thought they told their star-crust rival lover story very well. And, of course, you know, they've been friends before. They've been enemies. But at the core of it, it was, you know, an assassination and, oh, I'm going to hell, but I'm coming back to for you. Right. I always thought when I played the first Mortal Kombat, I thought Scorpion was the bad guy. Because I'm like, oh. right, because blue is a lighter color. And he takes off his hood and he's a, a skeleton and he breathes hot fire. So I'm like, oh, but then I'm like, oh, it's because he got sent to hell by Sub-Zero. Yeah. 
But why would he go to hell? He was like so loving to his family. He must have done something really like not cool. Or maybe he kicked dogs. There's a special place in hell for dog kickers. Dog kickers. Yeah. Um, I almost had to kick a dog today. Special too. place in heaven for pigeon kickers. Oh, yeah. They're, they're just doing the world a favor. <laughs> no, but I, I totally agree. I think, I mean, they're a central part of all the games all the way throughout. They are the Ken and Ryu. That's a really good way of putting it. Do you think other people are like, oh, Ken and Ryu, they're like the Sub-Zero and Scorpion. <laughs> probably, that's probably been said many a time. I was trying to get it. Never mind. But no, I, I, I think that like if they could have narrowed the story down and made it a little bit more of like a, a battle between those two, it would have been even better where they didn't have to bring in a lot of the characters. I know that some people would have been disappointed because all they want to do is see character after character. But I think that would have been a more central story. It would have been like a smaller scale hearkening back to the movies like the Wolverine or, you know, or I'm sorry, Logan, excuse me. Yeah. Um, where the best movies are the ones where you're, you're, you're making a smaller scale story where you're following one or two important people. And I really would have thought it would have been a good way to kind of almost kick off the, the whole series that they're planning on doing, but I see why they introduced all these other characters, but I thought by doing that, by doing all these characters, they didn't give that much time to really connect with any of them. And then the one character that they did give time to connect with was the most blandest of characters. Yeah. Cole. And so I think that like, if, remember his name. Yeah. yeah, if it weren't for Sub-Zero and Scorpion's rivalry, and by the way, that, that intro scene is like, I would be so happy with this movie if it was just between those two. But that rivalry is what kept the movie super strong for me. It's what, those were the, every single time they were on screen, it was the best part. And then everything else was filler. And it, yeah. Was. Yeah. And it wasn't ever like egregiously bad or triumphantly good. Um, I thought the special effects looked a little wonky at some parts, like Jax's arms, for instance, or the, the chick who can fly, who I didn't even recognize from any of the games. Not that I've played every single last one of them. Um, like the gargoyle-ish chick. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who that was. I didn't know. She was just basically a setup for, for Kung Lao's fatality. Um, Which was a, that was a cool fatality. Oh, that one's from MK10. That's one of the, probably the most brutal ones ever. Um, yeah, that's basically, it was a really strong finish. A re- sorry, a really strong intro. Pretty satisfying finish with a hint of maybe what's next, which already got like some you know people on their twitter like i'll play johnny cage i'm like okay well that's if we get a sequel we we don't we don't know hold up but um i think we will it was it was overall it was okay you know it wasn't it was long it was i thought it was it felt long at times too just kind of like oh what are we doing oh i'm creating this uh protection layer that you cannot enter and oh but oh the one guy who is a piece of shit turned on us? No way. That's what I'm saying. It felt like a little goofy-ish Saturday morning cartoon in between. And it's what was fine. It was never like eye-rollingly bad. It was never really picked up for me. I just, I enjoyed parts of this movie. And that to me doesn't make a good movie when only parts of it are enjoyable. You know, I need the movie as a whole to be enjoyable. But I've seen worse movies this year by far. Yeah. By the way, I, I didn't see what, sorry, I'm going to slightly divert us, HBO Max. 
didn't see what all the hype for King Kong vs. Godzilla was all about. I saw it. I was just like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, I, I saw that too. It, see, I liked this movie better than I liked that movie. Yeah. I mean, there's ice swords in Mortal Kombat. So that's Don't cool. There are in Kong vs. Godzilla. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think they're, I think both movies are trying to simply go be a, um, all, all, they're not looking to be Citizen Kane. They're not looking to be some great movie that people write home about. They know that the reviews are going to be between, you know, 50% to 70%. But I think that they know that it's going to be a draw for people. And people will, in the end, may not like the movie as a good movie, but they're going to be entertained by it. Yeah. And I think for me, not only was I entertained, but I actually... Wait, wait, wait. Can I ask you a question sure is this not what you came here for are you not entertained i was entertained oh cool shout out to russell crow that is my russell crow accent yeah you did just about as good as anyone could hope i know i did better than russell crow yeah okay let me ask a question characters you could have done without that were in the movie characters that you would have liked to see in the movie just Not that it's a cr- critique, because obviously you can't have everyone in one movie. That'd be stupid. But um, no, I, so there was no smoke, right? There was no I, no. There was no smoke, but there was there was smoke. smoke. That transported <laughs> people, but there was no smoke. Yes. manifest man. Yes, there were there were. Um, I would have loved smoke. Smoke's always kind of been a personal favorite of mine. Smoke's been one of mine, and I there was no um, there was an actual time where they showed smoke, and I got excited because I thought they were going to introduce smoke. And then it was like not yeah, I thought he was something else. Plan. I think it was maybe it was just Shang Chung and Shang Tsung, and that's how he I can't remember that maybe that's how he just like shows up. I can't remember what it was, but they did some close-up stuff of some black smoke and it wasn't him. Um I think they did that obviously intentionally. It's kind of like a fake out. Reptile is is one of my favorites in the game. And when he first showed up, I got excited because I was like, oh, this is reptile. They're showing reptile. And then when they showed him as an actual reptile not like a human reptile i wasn't i was like not sure if i liked it or not yeah because i was expecting something else but in the end i didn't totally mind it i liked the way that goro showed up and was not some big uh how do i say it he wasn't like the big bad guy he was just a bad guy because yeah. I never really thought he was anything special. I like how they did Melina. Yeah, she was cool. I thought she, we didn't need more from her. And I thought what she did was just enough. Um, so, but, oh, and I liked how they did Kung Lao. You randomly see the hat come in and then he just does his like it, teleport thing from the ground. That was a cool, that was cool a cool intro. intro. And I was just like, yes. Really, like paying homage to uh his uh his character yeah in game a couple of characters that i i would hope to see though in in the next one are like baraka was always one of my favorites cyrax i was just gonna say the uh the cyborgs were sorely missed for me Mm -hmm. him and sector and i am excited that we're gonna get john we know we're gonna get johnny cage next next time because they hinted at it um they they really forcefully hinted at it they didn't even subtly hint at it at the end but uh, 
I, I, I'm excited to see what a Johnny Cage character would look like. What about you? What, what, what are you thinking as far as like the characters that you were happy to see and how they were represented? Represented, And then what characters did you, do you want to see? I need to correct myself. First of all, I said Night Hawk, and I can just hear people just eating their pillow. Is that an expression? What, eat, eating their hat? It is when you eat your pillow. <laughs> I feel bad for everyone who's had to eat their pillow. <laughs> oh, uh, real story. I was in like a third grade play one time. I had to play. I was train car hobo number two. And we just came out, <laughs> and we just came out randomly and told jokes like in between scenes. And then I had to be like, well, I think I had a really vivid dream. Um, I dreamt that, and then hobo number train car hobo number one was like, "What did you dream?" And I was like, "I dreamt that I ate a fifty-pound marshmallow." And he's like, "How did you know that?" I'm like, "Well, when I woke up, my pillow was gone." <laughs> I swear to God, I hated third grade. Uh, oh, my teacher hit me. Uh, Night Wolf. I said Night Hawk. Let me please correct myself. I'm you know, so sorry for anyone that I forced to eat their pillow or whatever. Uh, I humbly eat pie and say all right you know it's funny i knew who you meant and i just didn't even catch the uh i didn't even catch it that's fine um i didn't know again i'm not like a mortal Kombat. every entry i've played them here and there after the initial you know few as a kid and then arcade uh i don't know who raiko was the big guy who wasn't super big i don't i didn't know him either it's yeah, he's there. I, I like I said, I didn't know who the uh, Nitara, I think, was her name. The, the gal with the uh, the wings. Yeah, I didn't know chick. I could have eh, if they had been there or not. That's fine. I thought it was cool. They did Cabal. I thought pretty well, and they basically, you know, showed you a bit through the film. There, where the fact that he's kind of a spam cheatish type character, you know, and they made uh, they paid uh, paid that off pretty well. I would have loved to actually seen um, uh, Kenshi. He's not like necessarily consensus top 10 or maybe even 20 as far as popularity goes. Uh, I know he's somebody's favorite. I always liked him. He's the blind swordsman. Mm -hmm. I think he's awesome. And you could get really violent with him. And of course, I would have liked to see Johnny Cage just because they did have so many originals. They had what? Pretty much everyone from the original Scorpion. Sub-Zero, Sonya, Kano, Liu Kang, um, Shang Tsung, Goro, your mirror self match. Uh, I think that's almost everyone from the original. Okay, Wasn't I'm a actually, huge... I'm actually looking it up. Uh, oh, Katana. She's not from the first. She's from number two. Oh, well, this thing says she's from... I, I know that for fact. Katana and Melina were introduced in Mortal Kombat 2. So, fuck you. Well, fuck you, Internet. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you, all the characters you mentioned are, are originals. Uh, and, and, then, and then, of course, Raiden. Uh, Reptile was uh, an unlockable or hitting character in number one. So uh, I will say that it holds true. So the only person obviously missing, though intentionally so to set up you know, a few future tees, Johnny Cage. I would have liked to actually seen him like just like he all of a sudden like just does his uh, phase kick 
right to Cole right at the end or like right as Cole's like hugging his family and it's like it's over and you just see some guy run down do the splits and kick him or punch him in the nards <laughs> just something like that that would have been a better tease if they were just going to be obvious with it anyways yeah that being the case um I, I was pretty happy with the just the palette like we got they're just like not just ninjas or just cyborgs or just sorcerers you know they got a whole kind of wide variety of what Mortal Kombat characters are and can be um yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. And just kind of segueing as we're, I'm running out of things to talk about. But one thing I want to like say, it's not a critique. It's kind of like a, a praise wrapped inside of a, a shoulder shrug. I appreciate that they at least attempted to explain how things that just make sense in video game, because you're just smashing buttons. Well, if you play like me anyways, but that makes sense in a video game. These guys are super powered, but like, how did these guys get their superpower? Yeah. And I, uh, the, the birthmark thing, kind of stupid, but at least they tried to explain it, the arcana and it, like when you believe in something or when you tap into that inner chi, for lack of a better term, that's when your powers unlock. So at least they explained how Sonya could shoot her purple death rings and how Kano can shoot a laser from his eye and how Liu Kang can summon a fire dragon. At least they tried. It was ultimately like, you know, it just, it was pointless but I appreciate that they tried to make sense of things. And you know what? They took advantage of their R rating. I do appreciate that. I agree. I think, I think if they were just to let the powers uh, just be a thing, it would have been stupid and unbelievable. Then they're as unbelievable then. as this whole thing is. But, but like they, they gave a reason, which is all they needed to do, because they can build their own world however they want. So if they give a reason for this, and we're like, all right, we accept it. It did come pretty quickly after Sonya decided, or after Sonya killed uh, Kano, that she just comes back and has purple rings. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Why not? Whatever. You know what it symbolizes? She has uh, that Innova ring inside of her uterus and <laughs> oh. you know, the contraceptive thing that uh -huh. is like a little purple, at least their logo. Uh, trust me, I know a lot about the Innova ring, a lot of big fan. Uh, <laughs> I give them all to my relatives, male and female. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Christmas, but so, like she so had so much little, built up contraception. Those are just little baby killers, then. Yeah, and and then it Kano was just a big baby in the movie, oh. so he got really killed. Got it. That makes sense to yeah. me. That's yeah. some that's some deep filmmaking. Sorry, correction. It's the Nuva Ring. I called it the Anova Ring. I huge mistake. For, uh, for somebody who's such a fan, you think you would know. The two are nothing alike, but uh, this is in-depth analysis, a thousand percent exclusive to uh, the random fandom. Where else are you going to hear people relaying thoughts of contraception to Sonya Blades' Mortal Kombat powers? I don't think anywhere. No, nobody else is that sexist. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, it isn't, we are just like the, the, the Nuva ring. We are 91% effective with proper use. All right. Oh, so, you're stopping. Okay. Yeah. I'm stopping you. Please. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Should we wrap it up? I think, I think that's a pretty decent summary of what we think of, of, of Mortal Kombat. I, I, I enjoyed it. You were sort of meh on it. Um, uh -huh. Let's give it a rating. Uh, can I give it a C for combat spelled properly? Sure. Okay. We're going with letters. It was a very average movie and, I didn't despise it and I didn't 
thoroughly enjoy it. Okay. Well, so you're giving. So I guess a nine out of ten. <laughs> I'm just trying to mess with you. <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay. So like nine C's out of ten. Okay. Um. Not K's. If it's C for if it's K for combat. No, because nine K's could be the KKK three times over. Oh, three KKKs. That's a lot of KKKs. That's a lot of Republicans. Um, hey, this isn't a political podcast. I'm going to give it a B, straight B. So like if I were to give it a number rating, it'd be right around the 85% because it was exactly what I wanted. It was better than I expected. Yeah. I got the little geeky moments that I wanted to. I didn't mind the campiness of Kano killing reptile holding his heart in his hand and going Kano wins and you know them saying to themselves flawless victory I was like this is stupid but I kind of like it so overall I had a real good time watching it and I I have been thinking about even watching it again so I'm gonna give it an 85 or B whatever well, this was worth the wait, I feel, not only like the movie itself, but then us watching it individually, saving our thoughts completely fresh for this recording. And we hope you've enjoyed it. It's episode 104. Uh, we're getting out of here real quick. We're on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, kind of? We For now? We have a Twitter. Yeah. At Random Fandom WBB. That's true. And then, of course, we'd love to hear anything you have to say there or on our email it's randomfandomcast at gmail.com reach out let us know how we're doing let us know what you thought about mortal Kombat. all right we'll check in again with you soon i think the next thing we're talking about if uh if you don't mind us wetting your whistle is uh, a nice little in-depth uh, dip on falcon and winter soldier yeah yeah sounds good yeah and we'll get good. that to you asap thanks for being a fan of our fandom and stay geeky everyone <laughs>